This episode is sponsored by Kangaroo Jack Fitness, personal training that goes above and beyond to get the best results for you. Right, okay, lads, we ready for some predictions then? Don't all scream at once. We've got our customary Northampton Town game. So parched. Terrible Ted. Uh, Ryan, do you want to give us the quickest recap of how we all did last week? <laughs> you lot are all shit. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, you've all of you just absolutely dropped the ball on this because not only was I the only one that remembered to do it, but also <laughs> I also got eight points. <laughs> so wow. it's like the highest score I've got for the whole time. And also, this comes with another caveat, because one of the games, Cheltenham-Newport, got called off eventually because of international call-ups. And I spoke to the person who does like the admin for the league I'm in at home, and he basically awarded everyone three points for that oh. as well. So <laughs> I, I actually got 11. So you, I'm now I'm now winning, basically, because oh. everyone else was really incompetent. And you would have all got at least three points. Yes. Who who gets called up for the international duty from Cheltenham versus Newport? Wales, oh, probably Welsh, be some... Welsh people. Oh, could be. I was going to say that someone from like Grenada or something like that, because often like they lower league players or teams. There was a couple of non-league games that got called off because like people were playing for like teams in like the Caribbean or in Africa, but like lower lower ranked countries. So it does happen. What what have you, what have we got? Well, luckily for you lot, because you seem to have an aversion for anything below the championship. Um, <laughs> there are there are actually some games on there on here that sort of like from the top two divisions, obviously, because we've got the return to um, top level football this weekend. So we've got a few pre- games in the Premier League. We've got a few games in the Championship. We've got no Scottish ones, unfortunately. Oh, um, thank God. And we've got our cu- uh, customary Northampton Town game, Yay. which is a popular fixture, I know. So um, yeah, so we'll go into we'll go first start off with in the Premier League. We've got Villa against Brighton. So I'll run you sort of like run all the scores over just in case you forgot um, what you've put because you all sent me them this week really early, which is, is a sign of guilt, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> he knows. So Tim, you've gone for a two-one Villa win. Tom, you've gone for a nil-nil draw, and then me and Danny have gone for one-all draws each. Um, Tim, any particular reason why you fancy Villa? Uh, they did pretty well a couple of weeks ago, I think, and I'm just going to guess that they're all on highs from the international break. But to be honest, there's no logic to any of my picks anymore, so I just hope that they win. Beautiful honesty. Also, pretty well is a really like downplayed version to say that you know they won five one away from home. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember what the scoreline was. <laughs> yeah, they did pretty well. <laughs> I think they snuck past. Uh... <laughs> yeah. it was pretty tight, but they got there in the end. Um, yeah, so I can see your reasoning, Tom. Any reason why you've gone for a draw? Uh, I just think it's two evenly matched teams. Uh, yeah, I think. Villa Villa really needed that win before the international break. I think it took a bit of pressure off them. But I think mm. coming back, a draw is more likely this time. That's my reasoning exactly as well. Danny, are you echoing that as well? Yeah, exactly. I think John McGinn's going to score because he bloody loves goals. He scored a yeah. hat-trick for Scotland as well. So Against yeah, San Marino. It doesn't fucking <laughs> matter. It's Scotland. score a hat-trick against San Marino. I think we could score a hat-trick against Scotland, if we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
just us four as well, no one else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was going a bit off piece again. I saw something a while ago on Twitter which said that Jay Z and Beyonce were going to be playing Hamden Park. And then someone said, oh, that's going to be a tricky game for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh. dry. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, getting back to the um, serious matter of predictions. Um, down into the championship now for the next couple. So we've got Barnsley against Swansea. So those people that are not versed in second division, we've got Barnsley who at the minute are managerless after they got rid of Daniel Stendhal. Um, and you've got Swansea who have been the sort of surprise team this year so far being sort of like near the top of the league when people weren't really expecting them to. All four of us have gone for an away win. So interesting. Um, I'm assuming it's because we've all looked at the league table. Am I right, gentlemen? I, yes, and I also think Swansea will bounce back from their loss to Stoke. Yeah, that that's a result that sums the championship up like an absolute like perfect like metaphor. There, you've got yeah. Swansea who were not expected to be at the top, losing to a team that were expected to be at the top that were bottom. <laughs> Just like, sounds about right. Beautiful riddle. <laughs> yeah, so we've gone. Tim and myself have gone for two nil. Tom and Danny have gone for one nil. So hopefully. Swansea can pull that one out of the bag for all of us, and that'll be some nice points there. They will now lose, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, there'll be that new manager or like the reserve um, caretaker manager bounce. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, we've all gone again with the same result um, for the next game, which is Brentford Millwall. We've all gone for a home win. Tom explicitly going for a 3 0 home win, which I'm interested to pick the bones in. Why? Just got a feeling this week, Ryan. Um... <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. I, I thought Millwall had an okay start to the season, but they, they seem to have dropped off a bit. Uh, not doing as well, if I if I if I can remember looking at the table on Monday. Um, they, they're also a team that has just recently got rid of their manager as well, so that's mm. another thing. And it's obviously the old West versus East London derby. Um, so I'm not too far away from Millwall, and they've been really looking forward to this over the international break. <laughs> um, so unfortunately. For, for Millwall, I think it's going to be a comfortable Brentford win. Uh, I, I do think Brentford, obviously, since um, What's-His-Face went to uh, Villa, the manager. I forget Dean his Smith. name. Yeah. I think they have dropped off a bit, and it's uh, quite significantly, actually. And they've lost a few players in, 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 the, in that time as well. But I, I always, well, I thought when he was there at Brentford, they were a team that maybe could have got into the Premier League through the playoffs. Um, mm. And I do think they still have a good good young squad and a good development system there as well so yeah I, th- I think they'll win on, on a, well I hope they win on Saturday by three goals to nil <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really specifically win three goals to nil <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I'd like to echo what you said there as well Brentford they're always my pick to get promoted in the championship and they never do so hopefully because they're moving to a new stadium next year hopefully they'll sort themselves out in the next season or two because they have got a lot of good players and I do like watching them when I watch the highlights but unfortunately they're just not clicking at the minute um, back up to the Premier League then next game so we've got Everton West Ham Danny and Tim have gone for an away win in this I'm assuming this is more a dick at Everton rather than praising West Ham Danny Oh, yeah, took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> if I could if I could pick them both to lose this game, I would have, but I can't. So I've gone for a 2-1 West Ham win. You could have picked a draw, though, which is basically don't, the same. <laughs> don't think it would be a draw. I, I just don't trust the Marco Silva team to get anything out of a game. 
That's interesting because me and Tom have gone for a one or draw both each. So we'll see that one goes. Um, Tim, you've gone for a two nil win. Danny's gone for two one. So you think, if anything, West Ham are going to be even better than what Danny suggests? No, I just think Everton are going to be even worse. <laughs> or uh, yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Everton are really bad. <laughs> I, I do think that Marco Silva will turn that round there, though. I think it's just one of the things with all the players they've bought. I think they will just need a bit of time to bet in. And if they're serious about sort of challenging long term for the top four or top six, they need to let him use the players he's bought to sort of transform them in a way. I did say that a couple of weeks ago, and I think that they've got quite a good team for the long term, but they just needed a like solid way of playing and they just seem to be all over the place at the moment. So whether he's the right man or not, it's not looking good for them at the moment. We're, That's true. <laughs> we're forgetting that. And I know this is off piece. Everyone praises Marco Silva as this amazing manager. Yes, he got whole playing better, but they still got relegated. He was okay at Watford till Everton came a calling, and then they went to absolute shit. And he's in the relegation zone with Everton at the moment. Yes. So, so <laughs> may, maybe he is the problem. Oh, is that what you were trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Maybe there is an argument for that. I think, I think he's a decent manager. I wouldn't say he's like a really good manager, but he's like decent enough to be doing better than what he is at the minute. And I think with time he will turn it around. But whether or not he gets time is obviously a different story. That's very true. Um, right, moving back down in... Oh, fuck, I've messed this up as well because we have got a League One game. I thought we didn't, but we have. We'll come on to that in a minute. We've got Hull QPR next. Tim, one all draw. Any reasons why? No. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, nil-nil draw. You're expecting it to be shit. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's going to be a dead rubber. I backed Hull at the beginning of the season when they were in a few predictions. Not anymore. Nil-nil. So you're just like you're like a sort of like a spurned lover at this point. Yeah. You just don't like Hull because the they've like a pessimist. Vendetta. Yeah. Um, me and Tom are both on for a two-one QPR win. I quite like QPR at the minute. They're doing all right under Mark Warburton, who again linking back to Brentford. He was the old Brentford manager, got them playing well. So, be interesting to see how far they can go this season as well because they look like a decent team. And I like um, his bread. Oh, very good. Oh. I was going to make that joke and I thought I'm going to, you know, it's so bad that I'm not going to bother and then you went there. As, as, no. as you realised, Tim, it was beneath you. <laughs> <laughs> Danny came straight out and said it. No level is too low for me. Um, next uh, game, like I said, I've made a bit of a mistake here because we have got a League One game. We've got the great entertainers, Peterborough United. Oh! With the most prolific front three in England at the minute, playing against Gillingham, who cannot for the life of me seem to get going at the minute so Tim you've gone for a 1-0 Gillingham win <laughs> <laughs> do you really think there's any logic to anything I pick honestly that is the best setup of the podcast <laughs> I mean I don't want to sort of rain on the prey because it could happen and Gillingham did I mean, get lo- front, front and part last week but fucking hell they're going to have to go to keep that um, front three quiet <laughs> dictates that you'd pick Peterborough and that's what I would have done if in previous weeks but fucking throw logic out the window because I'm doing so shit that I'm going with Gillingham I suppose if it, if it comes off then you're going to get points because I've gone for a 3-0 Gilli- uh, Peter, sorry 3-0 Peterborough <laughs> <laughs> and then Danny's gone for a a 2-0 Peterborough win Tom's gone for a 2 all draw so he's gone for goals either way as well mm. but yeah I just like they're, they're just class going forward at the minute Peterborough there's a really good article 
um, on their front three at the minute. Um, it's just sort of like how well they sort of interact with each other. Like you've got players like Ivan Tony, who has come down from the Premier League. He played, he was at Northampton and then went to Newcastle and then is now gone to Peterborough. He's another player who's like on the long list of Peterborough strikers that just seem to do really, really well. And they'll just sell him on for profit. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be a bit of a bloodbath, that game on uh, Saturday. That'd be interesting. They scored some absolute bangers last week. Ivan Tony with that gorgeous lob and then Reed from like the edge of the area fucking rifling it into the top corner. Oh yeah, I watched that as well. I watched it on Soccer Saturday as well and Danny Cowley was because it was Peter Berlinkin and he was in the studio doing the link game. He looked so fucked off when they scored. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really interesting to see someone be like blatantly biased against the team. (laughs) He was like, yeah, it's 1-0 Peterborough. Fuck's sake. Pretty fucking annoying. (laughs) so, going back up now into the Championship, we've got one of the only unbeaten teams left in England away at Middlesbrough. So, we've got West Brom against Middlesbrough. We've all gone for away wins here. And I think, personally, I think this is going to carry on because Middlesbrough, from what I've seen this year, they just, they're trying to switch from playing Tony Pulis brand football to Jonathan Woodgate bringing in a bit more of a passing um, game. But it's not really paid off for at the minute. And Billich has got West Brom going at the minute. So... I'm assuming that's again why we've all gone for an away win, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Guest. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I looked at the table. They were top. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they've been playing some good stuff recently, West Brom. Um, scoring a lot of goals, been um, sort of very proactive. We've got me and Tom gone for a 2 0 win, and then Danny and Tim gone for 3 1. So there's a nice bit of symmetry there. Very nice. Um, Another bit of symmetry as well. We've got Northampton against Salford. We've all gone for a home win to nil. So me, Danny and Tim have gone for one nil. Tom's gone for two nil. So the cobblers need to sort themselves out there. Salford, hopefully don't get on the score sheet. That would help us all out. <laughs> Reading against Preston. I want to talk about this game in a little bit more detail because Reading have seemed to have, from the social media this week, seem to have shot themselves in the foot by pointing <laughs> their um, sort of like sporting director um, as the manager now and people have basically come out and said this is the worst appointment in our history <laughs> <laughs> and Danny you've got them to win 2-1 <laughs> I, I went for that new manager bounce <laughs> yeah I think you and Tim are hoping for the new manager bounce and me and Tom are hoping that Preston just walk over them <laughs> I'm hoping that I get them more than three points this week so <laughs> that'll be interesting to see if that does happen because like I say you've got Mark Bowen who's taken over there from Jose Gomez and he's a bit of a an interesting choice considering they were linked with people like Mark Hughes. Mm. It's like a bit of a different step. Um, and then to round it off, we've got Stoke Fulham. So like I said, Stoke winning for the first time last or two weeks ago now against Fulham. We've me, Danny and Tim have gone for an away win. So we've gone two, one, two, nil, three, one. Tom, you've gone for a two or draw. Any particular reason? Um, can you not come really. up with it in the next 10 seconds no I can't um, no I can't <laughs> I love the honesty no I've got Excellent. a feeling though it's, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's been brewing for a few weeks I've got a feeling this is going to be a 2-2 <laughs> if we're this shit now what are we going to be like at the end of the season <laughs> I imagine it'll be like I'll be on hundred and something points because I'll be doing it any week every week anyway because I'll do it like anyway and then you'll have all forgotten. <laughs> I saw two cats outside the window yesterday, so I'm gonna go with two 0 win. <laughs> that, that sort of, I think that's the sort of metric we're on at the minute, so that's fine. 
Um, it will be interesting to actually have to add it all up again on a Sunday morning. Last week, I sort of got a weekend off. It was quite nice. <laughs> Did it for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the predictions. We will check in again at some point next week and then see how it goes. But you've got a lot of cash up to do now, boys. Yeah, I thought I'd give you the week off because I'm just going to absolutely clean sweep you for the rest of the season. So I thought I'd give you a, a little head start. Bold claims. Bold claims indeed. Uh, remember, you can get involved. Uh, tweet us, gametime underscore pod. Uh, we'll put the predictions up every week. We'll put them up later today. Or they'll already be up, depending on what day you listen to it. Get your scores in before Saturday. You probably will catch up with us for the rest of the season. We're not doing very well. Right, as always, we'll finish off with some talking points. Uh, the weird, the wonderful, the interesting from football. I'm going to start off. David De Gea injured himself on international duty. The world is coming to a smaller. It's going to be like 7-0 at the weekend against Liverpool. That's, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, they are going to get a fucking shoe-in on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw someone tweet and it was like, and Mo Salah steps up for the penalty. And it's a great save by Sergio Romero. Brilliant save. And the score remains Manchester United nil, Liverpool 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, yeah, that's about the level we're talking, I think. Yeah. It's, it, uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see, like, historically, if there was ever um, sort of like a time where Liverpool have gone away at Old Trafford in like the Premier League era where they've been such favourites to win. Mm. Or, or there'd be such a. A position disparity between the two because we're looking at first versus what Manchester United currently um, in recording a 12th and Liverpool are top. That's 11 places different. And at this point in the season, I, I can't imagine after eight games played, there's there'd ever have been that sort of disparity between the two teams. Uh, which way do you guys see it going? I know we've just gone through a massive amount of predictions, but yeah. if you were to have one, uh, one quick guess, which way is this going? You're really going to ask us that? I mean, I... Sadomasochism, why not? Tim? <laughs> Liverpool are going to win. Solid. Tom? I also echo that sentiment. Yeah, I think it would be a Liverpool win. Ryan, is it a clean sweep? Yeah, I, th- I think it would probably be like, it might just be like 2-0 or something because like I think Liverpool might just give up. We've got bigger fish to fry because they'll have, um, they'll have uh, Champions League in the week so they might just give up and just go, oh, we'll, we'll wait. We'll play a B team at Old Trafford and still win 3-0. The yeah, under-21 uh, side. Yes. Yeah, probably they'd still beat us, to be fair. Uh, yeah, that was my slightly sad talking point from this week. Uh, you guys got anything, Ryan? Um, again, it's sort of like more football video game rather than actual football. Um, I've noticed that there's been a bit of uproar today on Twitter and stuff because um, we've got... There's been an update for the new FIFA game where apparently there was a, a sort of like a glitch in career mode where all the players, when you play teams, like they'd be putting out reserve teams for no reason. Solid. Like in the thing. So like you'd be playing as like, I don't know, like Tottenham or something, you'd play Man City and they've got like a 58-year-old Scott Carson in goal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like nice to see how that is actually at the minute being sort of um, mirrored in real life because obviously like Alisson hasn't played for Liverpool since the first game of the season and then Lloris hasn't he's, he's out to like January so it's actually people are complaining about it but it's actually not too far off <laughs> hyper realism uh, Tim, Tim you got anything? Uh, only one uh, Richarlison got subbed on for Everton last week uh, against Nigeria uh, for Brazil um, he got subbed on for a guy called Everton Suarez who I'd never heard of but I thought that was quite funny Oh, nice. I didn't know where you were going with that, Drew. I got super confused. 
Solid. Yeah, no, he was on international break and he got subbed on for Everton, but he was playing for Brazil against Nigeria. I got time for that. I got a lot of time for that. Tom, I don't know if anyone has seen the uh, the Northampton Town news today. Um, Scott Pollock, who yes. is uh, one of the players for Northampton Town, I, I, he he was one of the players I think signed from he signed from Hashtag United. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's rated the lowest in the game. <laughs> I th- oh, he's 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 a fifty-one rated player or something like that. So he made a YouTube video to try and prove that he's actually got better skills than uh, FIFA gave him credit for. He was especially unhappy with his forty-three rating on sh- uh, for shooting. Uh, so he, <laughs> he did he did some good shooting in the video. So maybe in the in in the winter patch, he'll get a bit of a higher rating. But I was interested. <laughs> in that. Just edited that he's like taking a goal yeah. kick and it flies into the top corner from yeah. eighty yards away. There's a lot of cuts. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> It's 53 takes off camera. Yeah, it does start in the daytime and finish at night, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not important. He's better than 43 shooting for sure. Mid free kick it takes from day to night. He's got different clothes on and stuff. <laughs> Just cut Throwing a beard. Cut that free kick from Ronaldo against Portsmouth. Yeah, do, do, doesn't play for Northampton anymore. Changes <laughs> kits halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is a uh, that is hard. <laughs> I dreamed a dream in time. <laughs> no, never, <laughs> never again, never again. Lay Miz has a strong place in my most unfortunate, unfavoured moments in life. That's a story for another time. <laughs> or for now. <laughs> Tim's got somewhere to be. <laughs> Tim, do you wanna do you wanna finish off the podcast? Then seems like you're in a rush. Well, you you can wrap. I was going to end on quite happy now, actually. Um, the, the, the England women have sold out Wembley for a capacity 90,000 crowd against Germany, um, which is quite cool. No, that is a very, yeah, a nice in positive. All, um, in all seriousness, though, do you think that the World Cup in the summer, like the Women's World Cup, do you think that's had a bearing on it? I think it probably has. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was really Like good. showing it on prime time on like BBC One. Yeah, like, huge. It's probably got a lot of people interested. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And it's great to see that, that the turnout actually is, is, you know, capacity crowd for an England women's match that, you know, has never really happened before. I think well, one of the things that I think about the World Cup last summer is you actually had some personalities come out from the women's game. So you had the Rapinoe and all those, the, the US um, footballers, who actually yeah. they, they set themselves apart from just being like what you'd expect, well, unfortunately, what you'd expect a women's footballer to be. And that mm. there is quite a lot of personality and characters within the game. And it does also help that England have a relatively good side. I think the only next step is not giving it to sort of managerial relics like people like Phil Neville, who I don't really know why Phil Neville got the job. I think it would be better to have like a, a pipeline of young female or male managers coming through and, t- and, and that job being something of an aspiration rather than someone who was an assistant manager at a failing Valencia side, but yeah. Yeah, someone who like just got the job because he is he played for the England men's team or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. As we wrap up with this one, thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can get in touch, gametime underscore pod on Twitter or gametimepodcast1 at gmail.com. You can also leave any comments or likes on whatever podcasting app you listen to us. See you later. <laughs>